Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock on this special emergency podcast. Bo, we feared the worst, but we were holding out hope that something could turn up better than expected, but unfortunately confirmed by Kyle Odegaard. Kyler Murray has a torn ACL. He's out for the remainder of the season and beyond. Your initial thoughts and takeaways? Uh, Just a brutal, crushing blow to the Arizona Cardinals. Already one of the most trying seasons since 2018. Probably even more so with the expectations coming off of playoff appearance. But uh, to see your franchise quarterback who just inked you know, the massive extension for $230.5 million. Now with a timetable... Uh, as far as the the shortest time, probably eight months, but to be safe, probably looking at, you know, 10 to 12 months as far as him getting back and and playing for this team again. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's a, it's a doomsday scenario for this team. Uh, What's, what's next for this organization? You know, how do they, what's, what's the path to getting Kyler Murray back onto the playing field and, and setting him up for success? Uh, it's a non-contact injury. We saw it all unfold, the three-yard three, three yard scramble that he, he went down untouched, and you knew exactly that it, we, we've seen it far too often in this league in the NFL where that's, that doesn't bode well, and it's exactly at what everybody's worst fears were, and now the Arizona Cardinals with four games left are kind of picking up the pieces, trying to figure out you know how to finish this thing out, and then what's the plan for Kyler Murray and this organization going forward. Yep, here's the tweet from Kyle Odegaard, friend of the program. We did reach out to Kyle before the show began just to confirm this information additionally, but an MRI confirmed Kyler Murray does indeed have a torn ACL, according to sources. There had been speculation, Bo, last night from a couple of different outlets, but you and I were were really kind of holding out hope that that things would turn out differently. But, you know, when somebody like Kyle, who's very well-connected with the organization, again, friend of our program here, PHNX Cardinals, tweets this out, uh, and then we've gotten, you know, reassuring tweets from Rapsheed, Adam Schefter and company that this is, in fact, true. Now we can process it, right? No Kyler yeah. Murray. I don't think, you know, anybody's concerned about Kyler Murray coming back in a lost season, but you hit the nail on the head. The fact that the Cardinals and whomever is going to be running the ship, whether it be GM, head coach, whomever, quarterbacks, coach, what have you, they're not going to have Kyler Murray, we assume, to start the season next year. How does that change the trajectory of the Arizona Cardinals in their offseason? Does that make it more than likely that Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury will be around or they won't be? But I know on our postgame um, you know, podcast last night, PHNX Cardinals Live postgame with Saul Bookman and Frank Sanders, you know, you thought that it it really shouldn't matter and it won't matter. But I've already seen a couple different outlets this morning just say, well, Keim and Cliff, they've bought themselves some time. How could you go into the offseason cleaning mm-hmm. house when you've got a quarterback presumably you know going to miss potentially September parts of October do you still feel that way and do you think it's up to Michael Bidwell now to make a clean break and say yeah. okay we have to reset everything because this is just this is bigger than Kyler Murray this team was 4 and 8 with him yeah, this, this is not the same as the start of this season or going into this season where they said, okay, we made the playoffs, we saw progress. We think that we can duplicate, replicate the success that this team had to start the season last year. We just need the right dominoes to kind of fall in the right places. And we, and we feel like we have those and the ingredients for that recipe. 
where they didn't, they absolutely yeah. didn't. And you don't have that any, any momentum, you know, call what it was false momentum going into this season. Now you truly have, you, you don't have any excuses now. I mean, you have to get back to neutral as an organization. You have to start to build this organization, one with a gigantic quarterback extension. You no longer have the luxury pretty soon of a rookie quarterback contract. And also you don't have the luxury of having a Superman type player that can elevate your roster. Now you can say, yeah, Kyler Murray, he didn't do a lot of that, if any, this season, but we know that he has the ability. He's just not going to be available. So as far as roster building, it needs to be at a, an absolute premium. I mean, that's, that's got to be what, you know, the Arizona Cardinals focus is, is building this roster and building it unlike Steve Kime has attempted to in his, near, in his decade as this Cardinals GM. So I, I think that this is, this gives you the opportunity. Last night was the red wedding for the Arizona Cardinals. Like you had some of your favorite characters you didn't anticipate getting killed off during this horrendous time. And, and now the star of the show is down for the count. Now it's time for this organization to say, okay, if the signs weren't, if we weren't reading the signs correctly before, here they yeah. are. It's time to hit a mat. It's time. It's just as simple. Just hit the detonate button on this, or, on this organization. Let's start fresh. Let's, let's, let's give Kyler Murray the opportunity from the sidelines to learn a new offense. He doesn't have to go out there and immediately be thrown to the wolves with whoever the next play caller would be for this organization. I think he would benefit from, you know, going through training camp, just studying the entire time, getting that perspective and then getting to maybe put it forth, you know, at some point, you know, October, November of next season. Yeah, I want to get to a couple of these comments here. Cardinals update. I was at the game last night, and when he was down, the whole stadium was dead silent. You felt the air leave the yeah. building. Absolutely. Um, you know, Mike uh, in the comments says, we need to get a decent QB. And listen, while I, I want Kyler Murray to be the quarterback of this team moving forward, I, I said it last night. I think everything's on the table, depending on who they make, uh, if they make a change, a GM, a head coach. Like, we can't be – there should be no surprises that come to anybody and say, well – this can't be an option. Everything has to be an option because what they were doing was not working. But I think Bo, you and I are in the same mindset of, well, Kyler Murray was a big part of the solution and hopefully he's part of the solution moving forward. But it, I think everything changes if they, if they move on from Kyme and Cliff, unless Michael Bidwell intervenes, this is pick and spreads, man. Kyler has been one of my favorite players of all time since his high school days. When we drafted Kyler, I had tears of joy. It's just terrible that a player who gets as much hate as him had this happen again. Yeah. Kyler's been an easy target all off season, all season. This is an incredibly tough situation according to Troy. And I agree with this. It could set the franchise back if not handled correctly. Absolutely. And I think that's why you have to be open to everything. Now, you know, I don't want to jump into what's this cap hit. What are the ramifications? What do you need to do? We're going to have conversations about that at nauseum over the next mm -hmm. couple of months, Bo. But he's got a, his sizable cap hit really doesn't begin until next year and beyond. His contract really hasn't kicked in yet. So there's two ways to look at this. You could say, okay, do a roster reset and make that cap hit more manageable and add talent, which the Cardinals need to do anyway. Or if you were to move off of Kyler Murray at some point, you've got 80 plus million dollars in dead cap, but you're also going to be in a position, we assume, to have a top five pick. Do you go best player available? Shit, man, does it does a new head coach come in and say, I love Will Levis, I love ex-quarterback? I mean, it's crazy to think about based on the fact that Kime, Cliff, and Kyler were all extended this offseason. But mm -hmm. we feel like there's a good chance, maybe, that two of those three are going to be jet-setted here in the next month. I think that leaves Kyler Murray a little bit no man's land. I, I just That's just my opinion, unless Michael Bidwell says, well, it has to be Adrian Wilson and it has to be – you know, Byron Leftwich, and you have to embrace Kyler if you come Oof, here, which barf. could very, which I'm just saying, which could yeah. very well be the case. Yeah, I mean, Leftwich and his offensive underachieved just as poorly I as, as Cliff Kingsbury. Out. I know, and, and that was kind of a, a duo that was reportedly going to Jacksonville at one point and never came to fruition. I, I think that uh, I, I don't envision their top pick uh, being utilized from the Cardinals on a quarterback. Now, is it somebody, do they trade that pick? Uh, for a hall of picks to to help supplement this poorly built roster. Now that's now we're talking talking as far as building around Kyler Murray, but I think that Kyler Murray's injury now takes away the uh, the the safety net for this organization that that a lot of people uh, were were 
were going off the trapeze with in, in just carefree, didn't give a shit. Obviously we've heard from several sources that, you know, as far as the GM and the head coach, they, they were just, they were happy go lucky for the most part. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have any true fear of losing their, their positions. But now when you're staring down, yeah. you know, a timeline that that's longer than just the off season, this is going to, this is more than likely going to creep in to, by looking at, you know, how poorly the RG three situation went with Washington that you can't rush this back. This is something you have to be extremely careful with, especially with the investment that the Arizona Cardinals have made in Kyler Murray. So they, with, with that being said, you have the opportunity. Sure. If, if you don't, does it, does it push away a guy like Sean Payton? Maybe. I mean, I don't think it, it's a, a complete deal breaker, but it, it gives you an opportunity to, to get Kyler Murray couple him with the next head coach and play caller of this organization and have him kind of have the ability to learn the offense without having to kind of do it on the fly preseason. You know, he's played sparingly, doesn't like the preseason and, and then try to figure it out in the first couple of weeks of the season. And then just with the first vicious circle that we saw this season continuing the next season with a new staff. Yeah. More comments here. Nightingale sunset. Uh, we talk about cap, but what about player departures if we're headed for this seller rebuild with our yeah. current quarterback out into well into 2023, do we honestly think players like hop won't consider it a bit? Well, here's what I will say. Um, if you, if you run it back with Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how that helps you in the next season where you're thinking about going all in with a team that may not have Kyler Murray and you've got expensive decisions to make anyway, this was already going to be a tough off season for the Arizona Cardinals because they need to rebuild their interior and defensive line, but then they had limited funds to do it. But I, I do think that if a new GM and head coach come along and say, well, 2023 is not a lost year, but it's a transition year. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has a, what, $30 million cap hit, and he is a viable trade piece that you could say, okay, well, DeAndre Hopkins next year, he could certainly help us, but mm-hmm. what, what kind of can we maximize him without Kyler Murray? These are the conversations they're going to have yeah. to have. Yeah, they're going to have some. What's the point of keeping Hollywood Brown around, you know, without Kyler Murray and and he's going into his fifth year option? Those are those are difficult conversations. That's why I think everybody needs to be prepared for all options to be on the table. I think people hoping that J.J. Watt would come back. I think this very much puts an end to that. Um, I think all the veterans on this team that are about to be free agents or maybe who just signed new deals like James Conner and company. I think mm-hmm. everybody should be on watch unless your name is like Trey McBride and Majay Sanders and Cameron Thomas, and you make no money and you are a recent draft pick. I, I think everybody is on the, not the chopping block, but could question mm-hmm. their stability within this organization, Bo. And I think it's a ripple down effect from not only Kyler's injury, but how the season has gone. No one should feel safe. No, nobody should feel safe. Uh, you should look back to 2018 when this team foolishly believed that it was a retool, not a rebuild. Yeah. This is a, this is a perfect chance to start to rebuild your roster, legitimately yeah. rebuild it, right, and build yeah. it the correct way, the the, the correct way, and, and obviously, you know, you're you're staring down a future, a very you know near future where you're dealing with that quarterback contract, and and you can finagle it around, you can have Kyler move some money around, and I'm sure he's willing to do that as long because at the end of the day, he's still going to get paid. But you, you have to like I know it's a non-contact injury, but it's time to and it was way it's way overdue. But you look at how uh, how poor the offensive line played and who wasn't available. It's time to rebuild that offensive line. That becomes you know probably the the biggest priority of this organization. And yeah, do, do you start to move move some some players that are a little bit um, you know longer in the tooth because they're still valuable, they're still assets? Do you do you acquire draft capital? Do you start to to build for the future and and mortgage some of those pieces that we're here to win now? Yeah, I absolutely think that's got to be on the table for this Cardinals organization because otherwise, you know, what are we doing? And yeah, it's it's the definition of insanity. We're just spinning our wheels. We're we're just moving furniture around, and and that's not that's that's just going to leave you know a potential you know in the future uh, one season of success and then another another couple seasons of of what we've witnessed so far through 2022 it's brutal so not, this is an opportunity this is a wake up call not going to say it's a blessing in disguise because poor Kyler Murray's going to have his knee put under the knife and he's going to be cut into and he's going to have to go through the rehab and get back on the field but this is going to be 
the organization really having to look at itself and make the, the proper moves instead of having this crutch of Kyler Murray can elevate you idea season in season out. Uh, Nightingale Sunset Brown, meaning Hollywood, might be gone with a new regime, to be honest. We just spent a first rounder on him. I think you have to take that and everything else with the mindset, just like when they drafted Kyler Murray and they gave up picks for Josh Rosen. It's just like, right. but th- in this scenario, we hope that new GM, new head coach, it's just let them, if you trust their vision and you trust Michael Bidwell, and that's a big ask, I know, for a lot of people to make the right hire, should they move off of Kyman and Cliff, get, equip them with as much cap and resources to build the team the way they want it to build a winner. And players that we love might be around. They may, may they may not be. Cardinals update, Pew and Hudson are retired. Watt is definitely gone. Beecham might be gone, retired. Byron Hollywood, Zach Allen need to be resigned. A lot is going to happen. There's going to be so many moving parts. Um, but the first building or the first domino to fall, Bo Brock, is what happens on January 9th with Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. What happens right now over the course of the next month? Does does Michael Bidwell come out in support of them? Does he stay relatively quiet like he has been? Does he begin to make his short list of potential options at head coach and GM? I do think this this takes a hit on big game hunting for a, a proven head coach. But I also think that it was always a lot to ask of Michael Bidwell to say go out and lure and, you know, court Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Um, and we don't know what other jobs are going to become available. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think, listen, just because you, you may not have a better chance to get those two right now does not mean you should then run it back. It wasn't Payton or bust. It was, yeah. and we, Bo and I made our list. It was start at the top and work your way down depending on what kind of answers you get. And if you bring in a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh, that's not a, a you know, a 12 month commitment, you're hoping to have that individual around for the next seven to 10 years. So this is, this is a long play here. Um, we want to get to some more of these comments here. Um, Adrian Wilson becoming our GM would be a dream come true. I think that if they do move off of Steve Kimebo, that you can expect strong consideration for both he and Quentin Harris, the Bidwells. And I was chatting with somebody earlier on, on Twitter about this. The Bidwells have never hired in a true external GM. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say to yourself, well, that's part of the problem, and I would agree with you, but if you're hoping for an internal rise through the ranks for an A-dub, I mean, Michael Bidwell wants to feel comfortable. And if it's either A-dub or Steve Kime right now, Bo, moving forward, I know which one I'm going with. Yeah, no doubt about it. Here's here's what I want to ask of uh, the great people in the chat and everybody viewing this video right now. Let's just utilize the like button on this video as – uh, it opens up a trap door in Michael Bidwell's office floor that will just yep. get rid of Steve Kime forever. It just opens up and then he's gone. He's out of this organization for the first time in 23 years. Smash that like button if you want to see that happen. Also, sit back with some OGs. It's a tough day. It's never good when your franchise quarterback is done for the year and beyond. Kyler Murray, the MRE revealed the torn ACL. Let's pop some OGs, relax. And, you know, whether you're a sativa, Bella, if you're an Indica person, you want to get into the ratio additions or the, just a the full spectrum, or you need those sleep time gummies, you're going to lose sleep over this. Check out our friends at ogsbrands.com. It's unbelievable what they've got going. Uh, all the gummies, all the flavors, tropical, watermelon, raspberry, orange, orange, cre- creamsicle, aqua berries, the sleep time gummy. Uh, it's great. It's a great stocking stuffer for you. You can go become uh, a part of their family. You can get updates on all the new OGs products and, and deals going on if you sign up for their email list. But uh, most importantly, check them out on their website, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. And also check them out on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can also follow them. Uh, you can also find them in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. Also, it's a great day. And I'm always, you know, when times are tough, some day drinking, Sometimes yep. it's uh, go, go down to your watering hole and, and make it four peaks because you can get yourself some great food. You can be actually find yourself uh, getting into the holiday spirit because at four peaks, you can give the gift of beer this holiday season. Four peaks yep. still has limited supplies of their December advent calendar box. You know, what's great about this. We're sitting here on December 13th. You can actually catch up on this advent calendar. You, you gotta, you've got to get back to neutral there. So for 55 bucks, you can enjoy these specialty beers, tall boys and more. You can have like one or two nights where you're popping a couple of these to just get back uh, to where you're supposed to be. As far as the advent calendar, 
Give the gift of beer this season to your friends or family or even yourself at Four Peaks. You can purchase 8th Street Pub in Tempe. Got to be 21 years or older. I don't know if you dabble on the football power index at uh, oldespn.com, but take a guess, Bo, if you haven't seen this already, where the Cardinals currently stand on the football power index. Uh, I mean, are 28, 29? They are last. They are now last below the Houston Texans on the ESPN football power index. And uh, if if I'm uh, Michael Bidwell and I see the trajectory of this team right now with Kime and Cliff, I have no confidence that I could roll back this roster with these two involved and say, Kyler Murray, he's ready in October. Let's let's plug and play on a team that's one and five or two and four or whatever it is. So I, I, I love that mindset of you go through the offseason, you bring in new people, you let Kyler get back to being Kyler, you let him study up hopefully on the playbook, you let him ingratiate himself with the new coach, and you have basically a Corvette for him to take over at some point whenever he's healthy. They just need good players. Like it's, it's cliche to say we're trending toward a top five, maybe a top three draft pick, Bo. And it's like you've got people asking, do you want Jalen Carter? You want Will Anderson? You want to trade back? You take a quarterback? I want hits. It's been so long yeah. since this franchise has played the hits in the first round. Everything else will take care of itself because a need yesterday may, be an, uh, may not be a need you know, tomorrow. And uh, you, know, you feel good about a position unit. It may go up in flames next week. So I, I, the Cardinals just need to get back to hitting some doubles an occasional home run in the draft. And I, that has to start with, with new leadership at the top. Yeah. I, they, they need somebody that, that can find impact players because we're just not seeing enough of them consistently. Like yeah. if Steve Kime hit on Kyler Murray and that's it, you know, say what you, we saw the pick from Isaiah Simmons. It's nice. He makes a couple plays a game, but as far as on a down to down basis, him, Zabin Collins, uh, DJ Humphreys, they're fine players, right? But you're you're seeing franchises every couple of years hit on impact makers, Pro Bowl type guys, and Steve Kime really on his resume has two of those for the most part. He's got Buda Baker and he's got Kyler Murray. Outside of that, it's been mostly to be a trade, and it, it that's not especially with with Kyler Murray's contract going forward. You're not going to have that luxury any longer. You have to hit and build through the draft. And you're going to have the opportunity uh, just by having a high pick to yeah. hopefully not swing and miss as badly as, as he has. But you can't let him make this pick any longer. Like it's it's well overdue. And you know, I if if you get a quarterback hungry team in there and, and they want to trade you more assets, that's fine. As long as it's not time. As long as it's not time making the decision. Because what's the point of giving him more draft capital? Yeah, and you got to weigh it too. If Jalen Carter projects as you know Warren Sapp, if if Will Anderson is Khalil Mack, I think you just this team can't be in a position. And I think you get fooled into this with Kime and Michael Bidwell saying we're we're a year away. How about let things take care of itself? You may be able to compete for the postseason next year, but don't go all in with your draft mindset like that. You should just say, hey, we think this guy's a blue chip Hall of Fame player. We're going to take him and not water down the approach of going from three to like 10 because you got a, a couple additional picks. You have to weigh all of that, and good general managers do that, and good head coaches coaching them up and develop, and that's that's been the biggest disconnect because when, when this team was humming with Bruce Arians, he elevated. Todd Bowles elevated, right? Cliff Kingsbury does not elevate, and right now Steve Kime is not giving him you know the pieces to be able just to say these are plug and play. You don't even have to elevate them. They're ready to go. So it's twofold. It's compounded like that. When I get to some more of these comments here, uh, K1 saying hire D'Amico Ryans now that Harbaugh and Peyton are probably off the table. It's a name Bo and I really like. You can get them weak in a division rival. And I think it, it it speaks to what we saw from this team last night. I mean, this this team is not tough on the line of scrimmage. You mm-hmm. have to get this, – this franchise has to get back to basics. They added a bunch of, you know, hot rod, wide receivers, and they said, we're going to go up and down the field. We're going to score a bunch of points. Well, number one, you're not scoring anything. Your players like Hollywood and Rondell Moore are getting injured because they're undersized. Your undersized quarterback is now out with a torn ACL. I mean, can we get back to some bully football, please? Can we assert our dominance on some teams? This, this team is a microcosm of of this Cardinal franchise right now. Unfortunately, that is soft, Bo. Yeah, it is. And it's it's going to be soft 
softer than dog shit the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, for, for the next four games, yes. I mean, it, it's just, we're just going to kind of, we, it, what's the for uh, young players to do well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the meme of uh, from Narcos where you got Pablo Escobar standing around waiting and it's just like, it's just cool. waiting for the, for the last four games of the season to be over. So we can actually get to something interesting and everybody's hopeful wishes are, are granted as far as real change, real foundational change for this organization. So it can kind of dig itself out of this, out of this hole. I mean, there, there's been a couple, you've got the quarterback for the first time in your franchise's history. You've got a young quarterback and you have to be like real prudent and, and, and solid with your path for him back to the playing field. But at the same time, this team, you can't throw Kyler Murray. Like it would be irresponsible to throw Kyler Murray back onto the playing field once his, his his knee is surgically repaired and healthy again behind that offensive line. You just can't do it. It would it would be like the Cardinal, whoever Michael Bidwell should be thrown in jail for that, for endangering Kyler Murray's life. I'm going to tell you right now, bang, GX, do you think we draft a QB later in the draft? I think everything's on the table. I think a first-round quarterback's on the table. I, th- I think a day two quarterback's pick's on the table if they move off of Kime and Cliff. I don't. I don't have a problem drafting a quarterback every draft. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think you. Obviously, you, there's so many holes on this roster. Uh, you don't go Philly and take a guy in the second round when you've got a quarterback on your roster. I know that's worked out for them, but as far as uh, you know, first, second, third round, you're going to have some high picks. Uh, you're going to. You're really going to have to utilize that to fill some holes, get some well, impact I'll- makers. I agree with you, but what if what if Michael Bidwell loves a candidate, but the candidate does not necessarily want to commit to Kyler Lemurray long term? He's not you? a candidate then. He's not a candidate in in my opinion. I I know you, you just what have about to- I can't ban- I'm going to bank my career on Kyler Murray coming back healthy. I have to. That's a hope and a prayer. That's not in my control. You just let things play out. There. I mean, look, it, it, the ACLs for the most part, they've figured it out as far as how to get guys back. And back at that, I mean, we saw Joe Burrow come back at a, a timeline that is absurd. And he, he led his team to a Super Bowl. And I'm not going to say that's going to happen. But what I am going to say is like, it's it's not going to deter a candidate uh, more so than the candidate not liking Kyler Murray more so overall as a quarterback prospect. And if that if that comes up in the meeting, I would hope that this organization is like, well, we invested him. We believed in him. If you don't, you're just not for us. We got to find the right guy. We can't have a Brian Flores situation. I, I know that the you know Kyler Murray is a polarizing figure as far as this fan base, uh, more so than he's ever been. But this this organization believed in him, and they. I mean, I don't. I I can't understand why they would change. I, I know it's been a, a tough season, but what you you imagine and envision his ceiling being? I mean, to pivot off of him at this point is crazy. Well, I'm I'm not saying pivot, but I just. I think Tanner Morris puts it well. And we're not talking red shirt like punting on the playoffs next year, but yeah. no one is interviewing with Arizona if they don't want Kyler Murray. And then if right. anything, Kyler's injury gives a head coach a red shirt year. I agree with that. I think you're Michael Bidwell can hire a new GM, a head coach, and just say, guys, take as much time as you need. There's yeah. there's the margin for error is significant. You're not expected to be thrust. Like a week ago, Bo and I were sitting here saying, the next head coach needs to have expectations of making the playoffs next year. And while we hope that that happens somehow, Mm. we can't realistically say that we can say growth and development and young players finding their niche. I mean, hopefully having a season by comparison to what we're seeing from Washington or Detroit, look at Minnesota and Detroit. They fired their GM and their head coach. They brought in new regimes in Minnesota's mm-hmm. case, they had the same quarterback now, not coming off injury, but a polarizing figure in Kirk Cousins, and it changed yeah. everything. Minnesota is a top seed in the NFC. Cardinals have to think like that, and they also have to think of the mindset. You know, I don't, I, I disagree with a lot. Of, I don't think this quarterback class is exceptionally strong. I think we're going to have guys overdrafted. There's nobody like Caleb Williams in this class. Now, we could see people emerge during the draft process, but – I think we get some positive signs from Kyler Murray being on schedule over the course of the off season. And you're going to be able to say, okay, I feel good about this. I can roll with a Jacoby Brissett type of player to begin next season or Colt McCoy, whomever the new coach GM wants to roll with. But I know Kyler Murray is going to come back and be healthy and, and succeed with us. But Bo, I do want to pose this question to you. So the Cardinals run a very specific kind of offense with Kyler Murray. And that was mm-hmm. in part to take advantage of his skill set. 
and the fact that he's undersized and they don't feel like right now he can be under center. Does any of that come into play with a new head coach, with a new GM, where you're 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 basically having to build your team around Kyler Murray, who's out for the year with a torn ACL? Doesn't that be a little bit troublesome for for new leadership? No, I mean, you, you try to find somebody that's going to be able to maximize Kyler Murray because, I mean, I, I love the idea of, of who we envision as, as the building blocks of this organization, but there's the, the biggest key, the biggest building block is, is K1. And I, there's more than enough offenses out there that he can run and run efficiently and hopefully be a step up from what Kingsbury's offense has especially been this season. Uh, and to where we, we can get to see that MVP caliber style from Kyler Murray. Um, I, I don't think that it's going to be a big t- deterrent. No, for especially, I mean, when you, when you think about it, uh, it and I love the point about it being a red shirt year, because it's going to be so important because outside of Harbaugh, outside of uh, Sean Payton and whoever's, you know, Frank Reichs and, and guys who have experience um, you're going to get another unknown potentially. You're going to get a hot coordinator like a D'Amico Ryans, um, like the OC for Philly or, you know, a Callahan from, from Cincinnati or Kellen Moore, whoever it may be, somebody mm-hmm. without head coaching experience. So you, you get that coach with the, I, I, the, the luxury of taking his lumps and learning how to be a head coach without true pressure of, Hey, this team has to get back to the playoffs or it's a bust year. You know, it it gets back to, it's not like, because I think you and I were in lockstep as far as believing, Hey, they got to get somebody with that experience, not somebody that, that has to learn how to be a head coach. You got to get the guy that knows how to be head coach already in Harbaugh and Peyton. And I just don't think, you know, that's, that's an option any longer. It'd be a very, it'd be a, I just think it's a hail Mary at this point that you could get one of those guys. Yeah, and Brian in the chat, I agree. You need a Salah-esque, whether it's on the offense or defensive side of the ball, that it's a leader of men that can command a locker room. Yeah, You need a GM that can just draft good players, and you need a head coach that can lead this team without Kyler Murray and then eventually with Kyler Murray and have Kyler Murray, of course, be a big factor, but not everything. And it, it too many times, and we talked about it on the PHNX tailgate pregame show yesterday, it's just like – Cliff Kingsbury's motto with Steve Kime is just, let's just try to out-athlete everybody. We've got Hopkins and Hollywood and Trey McBride and Zach Ertz once upon a time and Kyler Murray. Scheme takes a back seat. And we need this franchise, this offseason, should really be about Bo. If we have a title card or a slogan, needs to be back to basics. This franchise needs to get back to basics, drafting and developing, putting together a sustainable winner. You look at San Francisco, as much as I hate that fucking franchise, they put together an infrastructure that supports Trey Lance, that supports Jimmy Garoppolo, that supports Brock Purdy. They churn out head coaching candidates, Mike McDaniel, now D'Amico Ryan, Robert Sala. Cardinals don't do that. Cardinals need to stop cutting corners and put together a sustainable organizational franchise of just every year we're going to compete. We may not contend, but we're improving. We know who we are. We have an identity. The identity with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes Cardinals is not very good. Right. No, I mean, we've seen it so far that if you don't take from the NFL brotherhood that you, if you have an outsider, you know, is is unorthodox of a hire as Cliff Kingsbury, it it really sets you up uh, for, to it really makes things hard. I mean, as far as nothing's easy with this organization because uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, sure, he played for the Patriots. He was on, on Belichick's coaching staff as like a, you know, a, a quality control guy. But he, he didn't have like those true relationships that you need. Like when you see McDaniel exit San Francisco to Miami, he brings a couple guys with them. He's got friends all around the league. You know, all of those guys were part of the Shanahan, the Mike Shanahan, Washington coaching staff. It's like Cliff didn't have any of that. Like no. if you go with a, with a D'Amico Ryans, you're sure as shit going to probably get somebody from, you know, San Francisco or his time in Philly as a player or his time in Houston as a player. Like he has relationships and and is respected around the league where they just haven't had that for four seasons now. Like Cliff has tried to develop those, but he just hasn't like there. What relationship can you think of that, that exists that, that Cliff Kingsbury has developed in this league? Yeah. Uh, Anish making a good comment. We hate the Niners, but we got to learn from them. Learn from a franchise sure. that has Super Bowls. 
what do the Cardinals have? Steal their DC for God's sake. Take them right now. Absolutely. (laughs) They interviewed him. 2018, Michael Bidwell sat in a room with D'Amico Ryans, just thought he was too young at the time. Um, Knowing Bidwell, he might promote Kime to a different position. As long as he's not picking the players, I mean, shit, he can be the janitor for for all I care. Uh, Random thought, but thank you guys for having this space. It was so needed for this fan base. Guys are badasses. Well, thank you, Mike. This is why we do it. This is, I want everybody, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. This is going to be therapy over the course of the offseason. We will hold this team accountable. We will rebuild together. Um, but my comments like that are, are why we do it. So we appreciate you, brother. We also appreciate you dabbling on the game time app. Listen, if you are already on the fence about going to the Christmas day game against Todd Bowles and company with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I, I can, I can bet you that the tickets on game time are going to be the cheapest that you can find anywhere. So if you want to take your family for a little outing, to watch Colt McCoy and, and the Cardinals try their darndest against uh, the Buccaneers <laughs> and Tom Brady Dabble on the Game Time app. We love it. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute. I can tell from personal experience, friends, family, it is the cheapest option for third-party tickets, especially no egregious service fees, upcharges, only premium seating for you and your family on the Game Time app. And uh, But we dabbled on the Underdog Fantasy app yesterday. We love yeah. doing it. Same day fantasy. Uh, we took the L, I did to uh, Shane Diefenbach, Saul Bookman, and I did. It was not a good day. I had Ramondre Stevenson. He got out. I had Devontae Parker. He got out. Um, it was basically like who survived that game with with uh, healthy players. Shano had Mac Jones and a couple of kickers, so he won by default. But the best part oh my is, God, <laughs> I can re- I can rebuild, and because we love daily fantasy, Bo and I are off year long fantasy. Uh, we're on daily fantasy via underdog fantasy. You can draft your team against up to five of your friends. The highest scoring squad of the night wins that cold, hard cash. The minimum you can deposit is three bucks. Play three bucks against your buddies. The win takes at home. Draft six NBA players. No positional limits. That is it. It's fantastic. But what you got to do, you got to go to underdogfantasy.com and you got to use the promo code PHNX. And guess what? Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit up to $100. Again, sign up for Underdog Fantasy using the promo code PHNX and receive a deposit match up to $100. It's great using Underdog Fantasy, especially, you know, we're in the downtime of the year where this team's not punching their ticket to the postseason. So instead, make a little money, have some fun on Underdog Fantasy. You will not be sorry that you did. And you, unlike your long fantasy, it does not end after the regular season. Postseason and beyond is where you want to be with Underdog Fantasy, Bo. I, I bought insurance yesterday on the Pick'em, and it still didn't save me. It was a uh, it was a rough night. It was a rough night because I was I was anticipating a, an offense with Kyler Murray at the helm, and yes. I got Colt McCoy for the entire game outside of three plays. So uh, brutal, but look, we 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 march on as far as underdog fantasies, and we're going to get yep. back in the game, no doubt about it, because we can play tonight. I can get some of that sweet sweet NBA action, and I can't wait. Uh, and I can't wait to, to really get after this off season. Uh, once we get through this, this throw up worthy the, uh, this quarterback matchup, potentially that makes me nauseous of Brett Rippon and, and Colt McCoy on well, Sunday. Hang on. <laughs> Russell Wilson's has not been completely ruled out. Nano bubbles back. Is he, is he using those uh, nano bubbles? So. He's using Healing his mind. Hackett, our buddy Hackett Hackett that, you know, maybe can do us some favors this weekend. Hackett is saying that Russell Wilson is day to day. He is still kind of hovering around. They haven't made any decisions yet. Are we, are we like the one saving grace for this season was in it's, it's should always be a Cardinals fan is like, Hey, we get to watch Kyler Murray play. Now that that's gone. I like, I was, I was so against, Hey, this, this team needs to lose out. They need to look brutal. I don't Now It's just like, okay, let's see it. Tank. You let's You're just go. Embracing the tank. I'm, I'm full tank girl on this. That's I'm I'm wow. all about it, right? Uh, here's what I'll say. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury, with the better I think roster last night, was out coached by Bill Belichick, and it was pretty obvious. If yeah. he gets out coached by Nathaniel Hackett, what do you? If you're Michael Bidwell, what do you even say to that? Because you're gonna have Colt McCoy, who the team has confidence in. They've won games with him. You've got. Full complement of offensive weapons. Shit, Rondell Moore, the glass man. He could be back this week. Uh, I, If it's ugly in Denver Why? this weekend, I don't know. 
to for, for and come back and play in that thin air after not playing for practicing the last couple of weeks. No chance. I, I mean, even need to take according to Mike. They just stink. That's true too. I mean, they try. One in twelve for the last thirteen home games. See that to me, and we talked about it, is the bigger factor of over everything else. If I'm Michael Bidwell, you have to re-earn the trust of the Valley and the fan base. You, you tweeted this roll. out. You tweeted out Troy Aikman calling this a dumpster fire. Troy Aikman is sick of watching Cardinals play on primetime in Monday. He, yeah. He's called him now on shitty now Thursday night games. Now he's calling him on Monday night games. He had two of them this year. It, the two games that they played on Monday night football this season should be enough as well. Like there are, there are so many things you can point to and failures of this team, this coaching staff in front office that point to change. If there's no change, I, I just don't, I think we, we probably have to like chain ourselves up to the facility in Tempe and, and start, start like, uh, it's, it's like rioting and not rioting. I I'm told sorry. Saul, I told Saul. Yeah, we know what you meant. I told <laughs> Saul, we got to pull Greg Schiano with the university of Tennessee, but poor Greg Schiano didn't do anything wrong. He just got hired and the fan base is like, right. no, 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 we're not going to stand for this. And so they moved off of him. But the proof is, Cliff Kingsbury, we have your record. You're a terrible yeah. late season coach. You guys can't win at home. Please, please do something different. Please do something Is different, Michael. Sunday's the last winnable game, right? No, I'm Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. I know you told me they're not going to go cross country and win. Marcus Mariota like quit the team. Did you see that this morning? Yeah. Like just up and left the franchise. So we'll see. Arthur Smith probably pull out his bag of tricks. Put Cordero Patterson at at wildcat quarterback <laughs> that game let's see if vance can stop it i guarantee if it's a screen pass he can't stop it no. um marky mark in the chat i'd imagine kyler starts the year on ir and gets activated after week four i think that's a pretty safe bet yeah Shit, the, the season's 17 games i mean he missed a couple games these last couple of years so i mean mm -hmm. what's the big deal if he misses a couple games to start next year just make yeah. sure he's healthy don't rush him back do you know i mean rush him back Kyman Cliff, because yep. they're going to need to save their jobs and they're going to need, like, what do you do if you're Michael Bidwell and this team's 0 4 and there's, we got to get Kyler out there? That's, that's what I'm afraid would happen if you kept them around. I just can't imagine nine months of an off season with the, don't, the, say, don't, to, with the status quo. Deal with that. No, this is it. I, Bo called me on my Was, drive home last night. And both told me that he thinks that this is it, that the last night's game was the tipping point. I but I so. still, I still see people around national media saying that it could buy them some time. For what? To do hey, what? Do some hanging? To do some backwards hat hanging outside an RV? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I know what people are going to say as far as Bidwell, the relationship with G, with with Kime and and the extensions, but. There's there's nothing. There's no redeeming part of this season, and you can point to injuries, but this team has just did not compete. It was four and eight. Uh, Kyler had what three wins, and he had seven losses, didn't he? I mean, that's that's just not getting it done. And and to, to not be able to win in front of your your home fans and to have New England fans going crazy in your house last night, I mean, it's that that's enough to, to make the move. I. I just can't imagine that some, an owner who, who can look at the media in the face and say, I'm holding myself accountable. I truly want to win. I'll do whatever it takes to win and, and, and can sleep well at night. Like, I, I, I don't imagine that. I, I mean, that's, I that's sociopathic at that point, right? I respect the Bidwell family. If, if Michael Bidwell runs it back, then he is – equal now to his dad, Bill and Bill you know, rest in peace. Bill was not a great owner and made a lot of quite, let's call it questionable decisions. And I've always defended Michael got the stadium built, got this team to a super bowl has hired some good people, right. And has done some really, really good things, especially in the community in Arizona. But if Michael Bidwell opts to keep the same regime in house for next year, then you're going to see a lot of people, myself included, who are, who are ready to jump ship because he's 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 fallen into the same habits his dad did. And he's watched mm -hmm. his dad make mistakes. So that's why he's become so pro player. And I applaud him for that. But he the hardest thing we can speculate about draft rumors and we can talk about when Kyler was, returns and who's coming back. And really, I can put Cliff aside too. The biggest shoe to fall is does he have 
the stones to fire Steve Kime. And everything else, the domino effects, will, will take care of itself. New team, new roster, maybe new uniforms, right? New draft picks, Kyler Murray, don't rush back. Kime has to be gone for all of that to be enabled. If people haven't seen it, you got to check it out. At Johnny Venerable on Twitter. It was our, our friend over at uh, K1 since day one, right? He, yeah. he uncovered this. I have this, no idea this, where he got it. This video. I still, I asked him. I, I haven't heard back from him. Um, left me on red. But look, there's a video out there. This is how delusional Kaim is. And I hope that it doesn't go up to, to, to Bidwell. But it's, it's certainly possible that he, he, I'm paraphrasing. He's telling whoever's interviewing him that you can't get close to people you work with because it takes away the accountability. And you're sitting there like saying, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, but this is, exa- this is what the brain trust of the organization is, is, is moving forward on just, just the fact that you guys are buddies because it isn't based on success. It isn't based on resume that there, there's, there is a video out there where Steve Kime is saying that I can't believe it, that it's coming from his mouth after what we've witnessed, you know, just covering this team, following this team and watching it closely on hard knocks to see that relationship. And then that to have him to, to have uttered those words. And it's, that's why shows like this and I'm not, you know, tooting our horn are so important to give everybody a voice because we, we have to be vocal with our voice. We have to use our voice and say, we support this franchise, but we don't support <laughs> these decisions. Um, yeah, Nino Benjamin was cut today. So I resign Nino. No, I, I think we know who Eno Benjamin is at this point. Yeah. It's I, like I, I want the Morgan Freeman voice. It's like all the Arizona Cardinals fans out there that said you're going to regret cutting Eno Benjamin. Is like the Cardinals did not regret cutting. Now, Eno well, let's let's see if he, he gets didn't even get on the fucking field on now, the worst team in the, in the league. Houston. Let's see if you went to like a Kansas City or something. Let's let's wait and see. Why haven't we? If you went to Kansas City, the best team in the league. Yeah, he He can't play. He can't hang on the Cardinals and the Texans. But he's gonna go and he's gonna be a stud. You know, didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) It's not on Eno. It's just come on, guys. Eno Benjamin, Eno and ASU and all things. It's just it's it's not Eno's fault that his coach was was hyperbolizing. You know, his role is saying he could be RB one, and people are like, "Well, I saw him play well in the Pac-12, and I like him, so it's got to be true." He was good against the Saints. Brian asking, "Why haven't we heard from Bidwell, Bo? Where is he?" He showed his face for the uh, Zach Ertz, Walter Payton, Man of the Year uh, nominee press conference. He spoke for two minutes and then dipped. Uh, I think he knows he doesn't he doesn't want to face the music just yet. Hopefully, we see. Here's all that I care I, I care about. Black Monday. He's at a he's at a podium and he's talking about this team Can and its search imagine, for a new GM and head coach. Can you imagine if Kime and Clifford retained and Michael and Steve? Michael probably wouldn't be there, but Steve and Cliff have that press conference. Oh my God, what it would be like as Cardinal Update saying, Bo better come with the heat in the press conference. Here's what I'll say though. The last time this happened, Steve Wilkes was one and done as a head coach. And they they went up there, Bidwell and Kime, and they said, hey, we made this mistake. We take the responsibility of that. We take all the accountabilities on us. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. And then they barely took any questions at that press conference. Like I, I would say they took max four questions. They didn't, they weren't up there for 10 minutes. So I don't know, like the media can't even do their job at that point. Like, I, I mean, unless you, yeah. Get- Cause that, and everybody that, that presser is going to be live streamed if, and when that ever happens. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. going to hear questions or not that come from the media. And my man, Bo asked questions. And so does our guy, Howard Balzer and, and, mm-hmm. and wine over at ESPN. Like, this, you know, we, we got no dog in this fight to protect anybody. We're not we're in the we're in the supporting business. We support the Cardinals. We want them to do well. Please, God, let it happen. But we're not enabled. This is not an enabling podcast. This is not an enabling company. Everybody from Coyotes to Suns and go look at what's going on in the Sun show right now. The fact that that team's in a little bit of disarray. Go watch every, you know, podcast of and I would encourage you of the Coyotes as they go through the rebuild and everything that's gone on with their stadium like. Part of the reason I think PHNX is a, is a cut above, it's not just because I work here, it's because we can have objective conversations. Like, we love this team, gut it down to the studs, and start over in a lot of different ways, Bo. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's say this one last time before we get out of here. Uh, if, if you want 
Cliff or, or Kime gone, I'll, you know, we just use the like button as, as the fire them button here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> it just, uh, we'll use that for you guys. Uh, C- C- Cliff Kingsbury is going to talk to the, the media here. I'm going to run over the facility here at one He'll give us more um, as far as Kyler Murray, maybe a timetable um, and what, you know, the next couple of weeks look like. I want to remind everybody, dabble on DraftKings. I did last night, took the live under. It did not work out for me very well. Scoop and score touchdown. But you can dabble on DraftKings. Same game parlays, fast, easy payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. All you got to do, maybe not on the Cardinals game, but place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Not the not the spread, mind you, but the just the money line bet to win their game, and you get $150 back in free bets. If they do, that's only on the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, yeah. Minimum age eligibility the, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The GM journey. Was it Les Snead he was talking with? I It looked like Les Snead. I'm not sure. But the GM journey podcast, apparently. Will people ask Cliff if he's worried about his job today? Do you think that's a question that gets asked today? No. I don't think so with, you know, one of his mentors passing away, Mike Leach last night, you know, yep. losing his, his franchise quarterback to a season ending. I think it would, pro- you know, I, I know people want to hold this, this team accountable. There's going to be time for that. It's just, this, this is a, this is a, this is going to be a pretty somber press conference. And we, we do want to emphasize too, like I, I think Bo and I expect some changes. We don't expect those changes to happen during the season. Yep. What's, I mean, what were you trying to do? You, you could have given the team to Vance Joseph after the bye. They didn't do that. Um, you know, Kime can't dabble too much into the roster over these next couple of weeks. So you're not setting yeah. the team up for failure for for the next regime, Bo. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't want to put, you know, the players who, who've done everything right this season um, in, in a position for the next four seasons, A, to just go out, in the worst way possible and also get in harm's way. Like this roster is in such rough shape that it could be dangerous to where just, just try to get out as healthy as possible and, and finish the season. And, you know, I, I don't think people are concerned about wins and losses at this point, just getting there, getting through there. Appreciate everybody with the, uh, the insight on that, that interview. Yeah. Thomas Dimitrioff apparently of a uh, former Falcons GM. So I want to remind everybody, keep it locked in at gophnx.com. Our guy Howard Balzer has uh, fantastic work right now. Promo code Howard on all things Arizona Cardinals inside. He and Bo were at the stadium yesterday. Become a PHNX diehard. You get access to our premium diehard level content. 20% off all the merch, free shirt and or hat every year. It's not a one-off. It's every year. Go dabble on the PHNX merchandise locker. Pick up some French gear. As you can see, we're rocking today. Bo and I delayed the phnx holiday party to come and hang with all of you because listen this is this is our priority you guys are our priority cardinals need to get this thing right and it starts now for bo brock i'm johnny venerable be sure to like subscribe leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast we're back at it tomorrow double dip wednesday show at 4 p.m and then of course hard knocks returns it's hard knocks after dark good hell what will that have in store we'll see you then (laughs) 